Good morning. This is Daily Hebrew Declarations with Daniel Jedediah Cook. And today I'm reading the Daily Declaration for February the 28th, 2020. Today's three Hebrew letters that we're honoring are going to be Beit, Zadi Final, and Resh. Along with those three living letters, we're also going to be honoring the spirit of the, of the Lord, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of counsel. Also along with that, we're going to be honoring the fifth thunder, which is Eber. Now, for those of you that don't understand what I mean by the fifth thunder, uh, here at Gates of Zion, Apostle Aaron has had a revelation with regards to uh, the seven thunders that were found in Revelation. And Yahweh spoke to him exactly what each one of those seven thunders meant, at least as it pertained to our body. In other words, uh, I believe Ian Clayton has the same thing, and his thunders are slightly different than ours. So these can be very, very personal thunders when it comes to this. But here at Gates of Zion, our fifth thunder is Eber. Now, for those of you that don't know who Eber is, then Eber was a man during the time of the uh, Tower of Babel. And Eber, when it came time for them to have to begin to help build the Tower of Babel, actually refused and said, no, we will not touch the Tower of Babel. And so as a result, they were banished and pushed out to what they call the region beyond. And his, liter his name literally means the region beyond. Eber is also the root word where we get Hebrews from, or Ivri is the Hebrew word for this. And so, or Ever in this case, Ivri would be his name. So that being the case, then you can see where really in during the time of the, of, of the Tower of Babel, when all of the, the communication, all of the languages were mixed up, the Hebrew was preserved through Eber because he refused to touch the Tower of Babel. The uh, declaration to, for today reads this, the great and terrible day of the Lord, the darkness is unrevealed light where treasure is found and made tangible. Everything we have need of and the ability to complete what we have seen from the beginning is already there. We just have to access it. Resh along with Ruach Kodesh, Ruach Kodesh is the Hebrew word for Holy Ghost, brought us to this age of peace where we have the rights to obtain the mind of Messiah. Talk more about that here in just a few minutes, but this is an awesome declaration today because it, it begins to bring about another side of bait that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, mentioned it a few times, but haven't talked about it in any depth. And that being the great and terrible day of the Lord, or the duality of bait. You see, one of the ways that Yahweh showed me about bait was like a coin. And I've used this analogy many times where I said, you know, where I could, uh, I could put up a coin between myself and you, and we could argue all day long on whether or not that coin was heads or tails. And based on our perspective, both of us would be absolutely correct. The only difference being, or the only uh, commonality being, that we both are going to have to stop and say, you know what, this is a single coin that has two different sides. And so I know that seems uh, rather odd, and to a religious mindset that may, may be a little bit difficult, but when it comes to, to uh, 
Hebrew, Hebrew always sees this duality or balance. There's always a balance in scripture. You see, I find that for a perfect example would be, uh, for an example of this, would be that of Paul. I was talking to someone yesterday and we were discussing right along the same line. And I basically said this, you know, Paul's thorn in the flesh, if you will, was a balance to Paul. And he goes on to say it was just that, that that this thorn in the flesh, when he cried out multiple times about having this, you know, having Yahweh, please release me from this. Yahweh's response was always, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. And so Paul realized that this was a balancing force for him. It was a balance for him in this place of understanding the things of Yahweh. And and even though he was crying out for this to be released, it, you know, Yahweh said, my grace is sufficient. Now, I think part of the reason why he never brought that up is because each one of us have this balancing force and there's a balance that is necessary in in all of us. What is the intent of our heart is the real question there. What is the intent of our heart? Is our is our intent to be on him? Is our intent on him and to focus on him? Yes, it is. Yahweh, I want to focus on you. I don't want to focus on whatever this thorn in the flesh may be. And truth be told, it's it's irrelevant in the sense where I want to keep my mind, my heart and my focus set on you and you only. Because it's in that place where treasure is found and made tangible. You know, I've heard this said before. Why? Uh, matter of fact, it was Dr. Yana while she was here, Dr. Yana Sanders. And she made this comment. Why are we always focusing on the question when the answer is given at the same time that the question is? And it blew me away because I was like, wait a minute, that's absolutely correct. I had been seeing something along that line. But that statement really shook me when I when when I realized Yahweh says, yes, I gave the the question and the answer come up together at the same time. So which one do I choose to look at? If I focus on the question, the only thing that will happen is more questions. But if I focus on the answer, then the answer will make be made manifest because I have set my intention. I have set my focus to that answer and no longer on the question. And truth be told, that's exactly why everything that we have need of and the ability to complete what we have seen from the beginning is already there. I've got several teachings where I talk about this and how Yahweh showed me not only through Gimel, which we'll be going into in March, but also through Mem and Nun, uh, as well as Zadi, the, uh, the, the place where Yahweh has already provided us all things that we need that pertain unto life and godliness and how all we have to do is be able to have access. Now, there is protocol. There is protocol. Anytime we're pulling anything from the heavenlies and bringing onto the earth, there is protocol. But I know for me that Yahweh spoke to me and told me that there were two things that were necessary to complete this protocol. Permission and choice. First, I needed to ask his permission to be able to access this, to be able to bring it onto the earth. And then the second part of that was really my responsibility and the choice to make that choice to do with 
exactly as he had set it out to, to do. And the truth is, is that I know this may shake some of you a little bit, but I really believe that Yahweh, just like with our children, when we give them something like crayons and a coloring book, and we say, here, draw us a pretty picture, and they come back and bring us that pretty picture, we don't always know what we're going to see, but we know that it's going to be straight out of the heart of our children. I just wondered, does Yahweh do the same with us? Here, I've given you everything that you need. Now I want to see what you can do with that. Let me just leave that thought as a pondering thought here. I'm not trying to say this doctrine or anything like that, but just, just kind of hear me out here in this place where Yahweh says, here, I want to see what you can do with it. And so we make the choice to be able to use what he's given us to then return back to them. Think about the parable of the talents. The parable of the talents is a perfect example when I'm thinking about it along this way. He gave the, the, the people something and then they returned it back to him double, except the one who buried it in the sand. So let's go today in that place where we know that Yahweh has given us all things that we need and that we can complete what we see from the beginning in him. You guys have a great day. We will see you again.